Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right. It's been a few weeks. I just finished watching one championship or the replay of it. It was a super long card. It was like, we think UFC is long. Sometimes it goes like three hours. This is four hours. Why was it so long? I don't know. It's a fight night. I don't know. I think what it is with UFC, you know how they do like early prelims, prelims, main card? Yes. Where one doesn't do that. It's just one big card. But you can tell like, all right, there's 12 matches. All right. The first six are prelims. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I watched it all. So I guess you can consider me hardcore because it's a lot. No, that's good. You've been sticking to your guns. You get pissed at Dana White in the UFC and you... (laughs) You're aware of all this up-and-coming talent. Yeah, kind of up-and-coming. I don't know. It's around... I think the world is full of talent. Like, this side of the world has so much talent. And I do sometimes wonder. I'm like, man, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that just keep coming to learn. I'm just like, oh, my God, this guy's a monster. He's 27-1, and Russian, muscle-bound freak. I'm like, he's scary versus anyone. Like, I can't imagine... You know what I mean? Like, it just... Do you guys think, are hidden in the world, or at least hidden to us in America. So there's two things I want to bring up. <clears throat> One, I think we are too U.S. centric when it comes to all sports. Mm-hmm. Like we'll call our Super Bowl like a World Championship, or like our yeah. baseball World Series. When reality, it's like just the U.S. teams that are playing. Mm-hmm. And now that they're doing like World Baseball Classic and World, like we realize there's a lot of talent everywhere. Do you think the talent gap is closer in MMA globally than it is in other sports like NFL and baseball, basketball, hockey, or no, are they all similar? You think? I don't know. You know, what annoys me about MMA is it's not like other sports. Well, I guess baseball, you have like a different field in different cities. Yeah. But that's because like each city is host to the other team. So like, I can kind of like understand that, like, Fighters aren't hosts to other fighters. Do you know what I mean? No. So it, it bothers me that the cage sizes can be different or it can be in a ring and the ring sizes are different. And then like the cage can be a different shape. And like, it's just weird to me that you have all these different parameters. And then even in MMA, there's the global rule set or the American unified rule set or like, and it's weird that your MMA record can span all all of those different things. That's a weird thing to me. Like football's on a hundred yard field every freaking time. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can bring up there's different weather in football. There's like, sure, you okay. know, like the time Maybe. of season, injuries, rest. I think subtle differences are good. It's natural. Okay. So I don't totally agree with you. Like I get what you're saying. Like some yeah. standardization is good, but if you're going to win in a ring, you should be able to win in an octagon. I Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But if you're used to kicking people in the head like soccer kicks to win, and then now like you're getting points against that, or it's just a weird thing to me. I don't know. I'm with you to an extent, but I don't think it's a massive thing. If I was going to change other things, like I think I'd pick other things before that. Sure, okay. But, but going back to like in terms of competition, like that big Russian dude that you said. Yeah. Like, I mean, each country has its specificity of like what they work on and what they believe in like netherlands kickboxing brazil jiu-jitsu obviously but now everybody's training everything 
Yeah. Do you feel like just a big, strong dude versus another big, strong dude makes a closer fight than, say, somebody in Japan hitting a 95-mile-an-hour fastball versus, like, someone in America hitting a 95-mile-an-hour fastball? Oh, gosh. I like. Do you think fighting, because of its chaotic nature, is a little bit closer to each other? Like, you know, where the I average do. is? Yeah, I do. Right? Then, like, basketball, like, you're going to just get dominant. I don't know. Because other teams win, like in the Olympics for baseball, like basketball, Serbia is awesome. Argentina won once, like Mm -hmm. Spain is really good. And the styles make the game, even though it's like our all-star team, like they'll lose to like another team sometimes. I don't know. With fighting, I think it's like a little unique because it's still a body and it's still a man trying to hurt you. Like I feel like it is. So here's this, this 27 and one Russian monster lost. (laughs) The guy, the guy who beat him, it was the main event. Hedron Irsel. Irsel is one championships welterweight Muay Thai, or is it lightweight? Whatever. He's their Muay Thai and kickboxing champion. He's had eight years of just undefeated, just going through everyone. And I thought versus this guy, I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. This guy looks monstrous. And 27 and one, I'm like, Jesus. And he finished him in 50 seconds. 50 seconds 50 seconds and he got like a 50k bonus and i'm like that's a thousand dollars a second like that's insane like just fucking nuts right but this is a critique on one it looked fixed what how did why do you think it looked fixed the punch barely hit him i don't even know if it hit him really yeah it was like a jab a body shot it looked like maybe a knee or a kick but you know the opponent like the russian guy was going backwards so like this stuff was hitting him like if it was hitting him it wasn't like much and then a left hook looks like it misses and just grazes him. And he's like wobbly all over, goes down, standing up wobbly, almost looks like a cell. And I'm like, I know this guy's great, but 50 seconds. I'm like, I don't know, man. You got to check out the replay. You should look it up or something. Like it's 50 seconds. Just watch it. Like, yeah, I'm I like, don't want to believe that something's fixed, but I don't want to either. But if there's, there's like, money to be made I know in UFC, you never... like if there's a fight that you just, there's a lot of people in the comments that look for fixed. If this was as popular as UFC, I feel like everyone would be like, yo, that was bullshit. Yeah, because fixing a fight, isn't that like a felony? Like you go to jail for oh, yeah. a long time. It's like serious. But what was also cool about this event was it was all in the ring. MMA in the ring. Everything was in the ring. Not the cage this time. And I another annoying thing is I don't know how one championship decides this. Sometimes it's in a cage. Some, like, so they'll have a card. And obviously the card spans, you know, grappling, Muay Thai, kickboxing, MMA. And all of those matches will take place in whatever they determined for that event. This event was a ring, but I'm like, I'm tried. I looked it up everywhere. Like what makes them decide on a ring versus a cage just seems random. Interesting. But I love the ring more than the cage. So I'm a big fan. I think I just like the variables. I think it's kind of cool to switch it up. It I think cool. That's like one of the cool things about baseball. Each stadium is a little unique, like, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I like a little bit of that. Plus in a fight, like there should be a little bit of randomization. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's cool to see MMA in a ring, especially when it's like, it has that pride feel. You have like the music on the outro, like they win, there's glitter in the air, there's music going, like you just don't get that in the UFC. Yeah. The ring is more traditional. I feel like maybe that's because we grew up with wrestling. Maybe or just boxing. Like we have a history with boxing in the ring too. Yeah, but I feel like most people watch wrestling growing up. You That's know what true. I mean? It's like my first experience with the ring is pro wrestling more than boxing, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, but one sounds good, like kickboxing, Muay yeah. Thai, like switch it up a little bit. My other critique yeah. is I don't think Cade Rotolo won. Why? What do you think happens? I think Tommy Langaker beat him. But they said it was like, oh, this is the narrowest of victories that Cade can win. And I'm like, ah, Cade's their poster boy. I think Tommy won. I'm not... So like, I love one, but the card left me feeling sour because like, I was like, oh, I think La like Tommy won that match. And then the other one, I'm like, oh man, are there fixes in this? It just really left me like, oh, if there is, this was it. I mean, if it happens in the UFC, not fixing, but just shitty fucking judge. I think a lot of times we assume things are on the up and up. And then when there's a problem that it's a fix, when maybe the problem is people are just stupid. And we just always assume things are run right when really they're okay, run well, Cade, okay. You know, Cade Rotolo, that was a decision. So yes, that can happen. But the other one wasn't, it was a finish. So like, that's just bad. Yeah. If it were, maybe, you know, maybe I just didn't see it. Maybe the camera didn't get it the right way. Maybe I'm just an idiot and like hit him on the top of the head and he did go down hard because he definitely sold the hell out of it. Sometimes you get hit in weird spots like behind the ear. There's like hits that yeah. feel like it shouldn't knock you down. But yeah, and here's the thing, the you know, you could also make the argument like, oh, accumulation of hits. But it was only 50 seconds in. Like there wasn't that many. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, there's got to be an honor system, a trust factor. So who's but to the rest say? of the card, like the undercard, solid. There was probably more yeah. decision finishes on this card than I think I've ever seen a card so far. But it's still hitting finish rates more than half the time. So, all right. Yeah. All right. For the one fans, where did you watch it? On Amazon it Prime. On, it was just on always, Amazon. Yep. You could always catch the replays. As long as you have Amazon Prime, it's free. And do you need to have an account? What, I mean, Amazon? Is, is that, you're paying for the card or it's like free if you have Amazon well, Prime? If you have Amazon Prime, it's free. You don't okay. have to pay for the card. Okay. Yeah. It's part of your subscription service, I suppose you could say. If you're in Do America people... or Canada, you could watch it for free. And even if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can watch it on the One Championship website. Um, they do it based on like geolocation. So if you're in America, Mexico, like anywhere in North America, I'm sure, or even if you weren't, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could probably just use a VPN to just put yourself there and get it for free anyway. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. Good to know. Did you watch the UFC? I did. Well, I only watched the two, the two big fights, Oliveira yeah. and the Nunes fight. Yeah, same here. Except I watched the Nate Landwehr fight. That was how do I say? I his wanted last to name? watch Nate Landwehr because I love him and I was rooting for him. But yeah, I wasn't sure that he really had a shot at that one. He put up a good effort, and he did. And, I heard. Uh, I heard his last round. He made it close. And Ige's face was fucked up. Like if you look at both of them at the end of the fight, you're like. All right, that was a battle. Like Ige definitely won. Yeah. Like, I don't think Nate Lanter should be hanging his head low. Like okay, he definitely good. gave a great effort. Like, and he's just one of those people. Yeah. After we watched that one fight with him, I'm just like gonna watch all his fights because I like yes. him. It just seems like a good dude. Mm hmm Yeah, and Ige just seems effort. too tactical, too like yes. Landwehrs are just a party boy. Yeah, and, and Cormier kind of said the same thing in the sense of like when you are out techniqued by somebody you have to make the fight a little ugly and then he started doing that in the third round making it a little bit more chaotic and hitting a little bit more and, mm -hmm. but yeah Ige was in control the entire fight but it was good it was nice to see like I just don't want anybody to like get that I like to get totally fucked up you know and he like yeah. definitely put a good effort in
Okay. What do you think of Oliveira? Yeah, to me, that was the main event. And everybody yes. online was kind of joking. Like, that was the main event that they went to bed after. Yep. Oliveira is amazing. People love Dariush. And I haven't been betting anything in a while. And as soon as that fight came on, they were like, Oliveira is an underdog. And part of me was like, I should put $100 on this right now. And I didn't because it was like right then. Uh, and I didn't want to create an account. Uh, but I was like, how is Oliveira an underdog? He's against Darius always Darius? an underdog. It's crazy. <laughs> Oliver's won 12 of his last fights, lost the last one, and now he's an underdog against Daryush. And sure, Daryush won his last eight, but they're not against the competition that Oliver has gone against. Yeah, dude, and, people just don't think Oliver is ever going to win, and he just always finds a way to do it. But that's part of his allure, too. Like, that's why we love him, is that he's an underdog. It took him a while to get good. His personal backstory is incredible. And then even when he first started in the UFC, he was like a 500 fighter. Then he finally comes into fruition, but he loses the first round every single fight and mounts his epic comeback. And and it's by finish. Like, how could you not like Oliveira? If Oliveira is not in your top five favorite UFC fighters, you're crazy. Yeah, I know. That's exactly. People online have been saying that, like, his fans are toxic. I don't get that. But it's kind of like what you just said. Like, how yeah, is he not he has... in your top five? Mm-hmm. Great backstory. And every fight is entertaining. Like yeah. there's no fight that's not entertaining. And he finishes every fight or gets yep. finished. But he's finishing every fight pretty much. And he's doing it in like the first round or the second round. And he will get knocked out. He comes back from adversity. His whole career, every fight is a microcosm of his career. It's a struggle yep. and then a finish. And yep. it's like amazing. Like, and yep. And then he's just confident. He's got a big smile after. And he's got some badass new tats now, too. Like, I love it. Like, he just, like, I'm like, I fucking love Oliveira. How do you not like Oliveira? And, and the very first head kick, like, that was a new thing. I don't think I've seen him throw a head kick. And it went through the hand of Daryush. And then from that point, I was like, yo, I think Oliveira's going to win. But then Oliveira gets taken down. And I'm like, yep. fuck, he always gets taken down. This sucks. Yep. But he was winning from too. the bottom. He took some damage, though, on bottom, for sure. I don't think he got hit that much when he was on bottom. I don't know. I watched it twice. It looked like a, it looked like Daryush was He's punching cut the open, canvas. A little swelling. Like, he got some... He got hit. Hit, but, like, I feel like he hit Daryush more from the bottom than he was getting hit. I don't know if I would agree with that, but, I mean, he, he, he wasn't... He definitely was active from bottom. I'll say that. But I definitely think Dariush was throwing some big shots. But when it got back to standing, I mean, Oliveira made him hurt. Every ex- there's two standing exchanges. Each time he hurt him. Yeah, and I, I would have been really sad if if Oliveira did lose. I mean, I would have been happy for Dariush. Like I don't know if I would have been very upset, but I love Oliveira. I really like Dariush too, but I just feel like Oliveira has a better chance against Islam. Yeah, maybe. And I want Oliveira so, to be the champion. I think Dana said that he's getting the shot again. I don't trust anything Dana says. I know, right? Dana's such a scum. Dana was like, they asked Dana White about slap boxing. And he goes, oh, God. the slap boxing numbers are doing better than the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL. On TikTok. And if go, but if you go on the UFC fucking pages, like the YouTube pages, they're getting like 2,000 views, which is nothing. Right? Like any fighter that's it's like TikTok. decent. TikTok. He goes viral on TikTok because it's like a 12 second clip of like this huge knockout and it gets shared because of the novelty of it. These people are not going to order cards. 
He's just trying it's, to convince himself that what he did is working. It's so disgusting too, just slap boxing. Like it's it just is. like I don't know. There's no skill involved, and it's just these brute motherfuckers, and they're giving each other CTE. It's just like there's no skill. Like at least in fighting, like I mean, I'm sure, sure there's some skill brutal. offensively, but there's no defense. So you can't but have a game. You can't have any game that's all offense and no defense. No one cares about it. I saw one video even breaking down a slap, like, and this guy was like a cheater. They were saying like he hits in the ear and mm. he like leans into it, but it's all like pathetic type of skill. Like it's not like real hard skill. It's like, it's like going to the driving range and seeing how far somebody could drive the ball. Like that's fun, but it's not fun if someone's getting like severely hurt without an opportunity to defend themselves. Yeah. I thought it's a good way to describe it though. It is really just like a driving range. There's no defense. You're just like hitting it and you're like, all right, let's see who does best. Like it is weird. Yeah. But it's violent. So it's like somebody's getting hurt. So it's it's not even like I'm hitting it that far where at least if somebody gets hurt in the UFC, it's like, well, you could have blocked the punch, (laughs) like you know, Mm -hmm. or you could have like defended it and you didn't have like, I don't know. There's just a little bit more variety where. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I see all these big businesses and people and sometimes I'm like, can't you just run it a little bit better? And I know that sounds like arrogant of me. Like one of my favorite quotes is Ryan from the office where he was like, he's like, I can't build a car, but I could run Ford. And like, I fucking, (laughs) I love that quote so much, but sometimes I'm like, Dana, like, just do a little bit less and organize fights nicer. Like, do we really need to go to this rigmarole of like everything, you know, like yeah, so many good fighters not fighting. And I don't think anyone should trust Dana for sure. Yeah. So, but it should go to, it is tricky for Islam because the two fights everybody wants to see is him fighting Volk again and him fighting Oliveira again. And then your legacy, if you win these fights is two wins against Volk, two wins against Oliveira which is still awesome, but you want to see new matchups. So like, I understand yep. that, but then yep. who's the new matchup, Gagey or Poirier? And they've already lost twice for the championship. So it kind of feels like. Yeah, but they've, they've done well too. I, you know what I would have done personally is I would have made the winner of Gagey Poirier versus Oliveira. Now they versus Islam. But then Islam's sitting out for a while. Then make him versus Volk. Yeah, but then, then Featherweight's held back. I mean, he's defending it versus Yair. We're just assuming he's going to beat Yair, which I think he is. But I'm saying after Yair, then do Islam. Now we have Poirier and Gagey versus Oliveira. And then the winner of that, they should be lined up on time then. And now now at that point, you're like, okay, they definitely deserve it at that point. I just feel like Oliveira's beaten those guys too. He's beaten Poirier and Gagey. So it's kind of like, why does he have to beat them again to get to the... Hey, I've said it before, man. If you want the rankings to change, you lose a title shot, you go down to 10. It's the only way that changes. Yeah, I agree. It makes sense. Like The problem is there's not enough money in the game, so everybody would be pissed. But if there was enough okay money in the game, then people would be like, sure, I'm yes. fuck. You know, and then you earn your way back, and it's yeah. fair. Watch Chandler fights Connor, and they give us a cut. Actually, no, they're going to fight later in the year, so it'll be... I don't know after. if they're going to fight, actually. Yeah, people are saying that. Did you see what happened, Connor and the Miami Heat mascot? Yeah. They're having a skit in the middle of the halftime, and then Connor punched the guy, and now he's in the hospital. Yep. Dude, I think that's so funny. <laughs> Everything he does, it's like, why is that happening? Yep. 
every time I see a picture of Connor, he's at some event and it looks like he's coked out or drunk, like his face Balling. is red. Yeah, just partying, dude. Yep. Bro, I said I mean, one good. thing. Connor is living his life to the absolute fullest. He's got his yachts. He goes to like yacht, what is it, like conferences or something with it and stuff. Like it's so funny to me. He has his hands dipped in everything fun and money. Yeah. He's living I mean, like he has like oil money. You know what I mean? To have hundreds of millions of dollars. It's like, what can and you his not laugh do? is so contagious? I'll never not laugh when Connor laughs. I know. <clears throat> it's just when Connor was working his way up to the title. Yeah. That was just the greatest run ever. And he was the cleverest, quickest person ever. And he was so funny. I, I think it's the greatest like, three-year stretch in MMA history. Yeah, and he's just kind of now... I still think he's hilarious, but yeah. also now it's just like a little bit like it's more of a car accident than somebody I want to root for. Yeah, so people don't look at him as like the greatest fighter or even in the talks of the greatest fighter, but I think they should weigh in the impact he had for just yeah. the Marsh MMA world. Like, he changed everything. Four of the top five pay-per-views are Connor. And I think right. like seven of the top 10 or something or Connor. Yeah. And and yeah, everything he touched was gold for so long. And if you're going to look at Hoist Gracie the same, yeah, he's not the greatest fighter, but the impact he had was so great. I would say Connor is of that mold. Of course, not as impactful yeah. as Hoist Gracie, but I would consider his value like that. Yeah. I think it's in the same level. Of yeah. course, he made, he made it a lot more mainstream. And he showed some people that in the UFC, like you could make hundreds of millions of dollars starting as yeah. an MMA guy and then moving into other things. The first double champ, the way he beat people was incredible too. Like all like crazy finishes. Yeah. Every time he was on the mic, it was gold. Yeah. yeah his mic game was so gold. Yeah. He's the best on the mic. Yep. And then he brought big money in. Like that was the first time where like UFC was substantially outgrossing like boxing. Did you hear about the numbers this year for UFC? No. Oh man. I forget what it is. If you want to Google it, they had their largest profits ever this year. And it was so much so that if you added up all of the boxing organization's profits, the UFC was still like three times the amount. Really? All of them together. Don't even scrap what the UFC touches in profits. And at the same time, they'll say they don't got money for fighters and shit. Isn't that wild? I want to say they're, I, this is, I don't know, this is like the number, like 384 million they made last year in profit. Again, like this is not like, not total gross. This is just their profit. No, so it's 353 million for the quarter. Oh, okay. So not, Jesus. Not for the whole year. So, and that's, 56 million more than the year before his quarter. Right. So 20% increase. So yeah, they're probably getting around $1 billion of profit revenue. Yeah. yeah. Every year they're getting about a million dollars, a billion dollars of revenue. That's and if huge. You look at all the top organizations for boxing, WBO, top rank, all these things, add them all up. They don't touch it. Yeah. I don't even know any boxers and I'm pretty, like I know a few, but like, yeah, it's still pretty crazy. Fan. Like they're by far and away crushing it. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And well, another weird thing too is John Jonah's really going in on this Tyson Fury thing. And it makes me think that Dana is pushing him to do it to like potentially just take it away from Nagano. Like I think it's just like a vendetta. Yo, know, 
if that happens, still shout out to Nganu for forcing Dana. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if that's the motivation it took, I, I would love that. I think it also, this is the first time that John Jones is like the good guy in something. Like normally mm. John Jones is a dick, but like when the Tyson Fury thing came out and Tyson Fury quickly went from like, no man born of a mother like can beat me to oh well what's got to be with gloves and he just he totally came like i don't want to say like bitch move but it was like all right you just said you could dominate everybody and now you're like no i can't Mm -hmm. and and everyone was like yo i'm sorry john bones jones beats you however he wants yeah it was the first time that john jones just got universal praise yeah maybe in the last also what tyson was like it'd just be in a boxing ring where John Jones is like, hey, if we do boxing, then we do MMA too. Like, I'm okay with doing both. And that was like the first time you're like, oh man, is Dana telling him to do that? To just like, I love it. Like Dana's like, oh, I'm not into gimmick fights, but he'll do that. He's like, oh, if Tyson Fury wants to come in, then we'll do it. Like, oh, okay. Now you, now you'll do it. Cause your guy's going to. That would be awesome. And I would, would love to see Jones. Jones has a long reach. Like Jones next to Tyson Fury would just two behemoths that's a great fight yeah i would just love to see tyson fury in any mma like i know logan paul was talking i'm like fuck i'd even watch that like i i just want to see how he would do versus a wrestler yeah i was watching logan paul roll around with volk and izzy that was fun to watch Mm -hmm. he looked jacked looked like he put up a good effort he is a good wrestler yeah and people like oh you're so bad you got subbed by izzy izzy doesn't have any submission wins and stuff and you're like Dude, Izzy would sub all of you idiots. Yeah. It's so crazy. People talk Dude. about this game and you're like, do you even do this? Yeah, it's wild. I know. Strength is like, I get so frustrated. There's like a new guy at the gym. There's a bunch of new guys at the gym that are just fucking strong. And and I'm like, I'm beating them, but it's so hard. And I know in six months, I can't beat him. So already in my head, I'm like a little pissed, but it's like, fuck, you're so goddamn strong. Like, it's your third day. I should be dominating you, you know, but you're Mm. 40 pounds more than me and jacked. And like, I'm like, I already know in six months, you're going to fucking smash me. That means you got to get better and stronger. I know. And I've been going to the gym more now, too. But like, I think, yeah, people see, I think people don't understand some strength. And it's like, all right, Izzy's like long and lanky and you're comparing him to like, Vittori and Paula Costa, and when they're next to each other, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're like they're measuring Izzy's like or lack of success in the submission grappling game in UFC, right? He's a kickboxer, so of course he's going to use his strongest suit. But even his weakest suit is still better than your best suit. Like that's what I don't understand about people. Unless you're training, you know, unless you're like a black belt or even a brown belt. But I think if you're a local purple belt, Izzy's still beating you, dude. And you know, you, all these people commenting don't even have a purple, you know, like get out yeah. of here. How, how do you think you would do against Izzy? I would love it. I think he'd be so hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In my head, he I'm would. like, I think I can get him, but like, I don't know. I've seen him roll. He's pretty good rolling. I've seen him roll. I don't think people have seen him roll just jujitsu. I've seen videos of him rolling at Atos. He's pretty good. I think Izzy also He's has some pride about jujitsu. Yeah, he's so athletic, and I think he has like yeah. a pride about jujitsu, and he will go for moves in fights when he's already dead tired. And it, like mm-hmm. the fact that he's going for them, I think is awesome. Yeah, I think he's like 
Yeah, I think he's one of those people where you look at the UFC and you're like, he's not good at that. But in real life on the mats, yeah, he's tapping most people. Yeah, hundred percent. Just with his body frame and knowing how to use his body and his fighting. Yeah, and I think his conditioning and... is stellar. Like, yeah, you're not exactly. Out, you're not going to outpace him. So even if you if you are better in skill, which is already doubtful, he's going to outpace you, and it's not going to matter. That's yeah. like my fear. Yeah, I would love to see all of these things. I hopefully. It would be cool to see. I don't even care if Tyson Fury doesn't do MMA. I would like to see Jones do boxing and like sure. force force these boxers to be a little bit like, hey, come now try our thing. Like, don't be a bitch. Yeah. Like I love all the crossovers. In one championship, Mike Musumeci says he wants to do MMA. And Cade Rutolo, after he just won, he's like, I want my next match to be an MMA match. That's sick. Like, cool. I do want to see how they do in MMA. Yeah. Yeah, give everybody some shine. Or even just the potential of mixed rules matches that they do in one. I'm like, that's cool. Like they have the format to open that door where like UFC is like, ah, it's gotta be worth it. Like I, I like to be able to like have those questions answered. Like, Oh, would this guy be good in MMA? Or would this MMA guy be good in grappling? Like it'd be cool to see. Yeah. Just to even everything out, give people, yeah, no more hypotheticals. It'd be more fun to like, just see like exactly like, okay, like all you can do is box. Even two MMA guys just choosing the box. Like, that'd be fun. Like, you know, like, all right, let's just... Yeah, I would still want to see it, yeah. Yeah, throw hands, see how good you do. Mm -hmm. You never know. There was a... I was reading something online about these, like, tournaments, jujitsu tournaments that were happening in Texas. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, a lot of the B team was, like, crushing everybody. Okay. And this guy was like, oh, yeah, I go to a small school in California, and my instructor like joined one of these tournaments and they didn't know how he was going to do because it's like some small place in California and he doesn't like compete against the best ever. Yeah. But he did awesome. And he like apparently won the tournament. And so it's just like what we were talking about earlier in this conversation, like how many people are really good fighters that you yeah. just don't know. Yes. But they have Dude, good fundamentals. That's how I skills. feel about watching one championship. I look at it and then like I watch them and I'm like, oh my God, there's so many good fucking guys out there. Like one guy was like from Mongolia. I'm like, I didn't even know Mongolia had anybody. You know, Mongolian wrestler. No, he, he wasn't even a wrestler. He was he was knocking everybody out and just recently learned wrestling. But then was getting takedowns in the fight. And you're like, crazy. I don't know. It's just I think there are, and even like Francis Nagano coming from out of nowhere, you know, being yeah. like, like, I think there are probably a bunch of just uncut gems out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's all about money. I was why I brought up the air movie last time, like the Michael Jordan one at the end, they talked about Patrick Ewing and like Ewing came from, I think Jamaica and he mm -hmm. didn't play basketball until his like sophomore year of high school. And then he became like one of the greatest college basketball players ever. You know, like, and he was like a goalie on the soccer field. Like, how many people are just like athletic freaks? One of the guys on the Philadelphia Eagles, Jordan Maliata or something like that. Like, okay, I don't know who that is. Okay. He's their left tackle. He was a oh, rugby okay. player. He was like a uh, six, seven rugby player. And now he's one of the best left tackles. And for those of you that don't know football, left tackle is the second most expensive position after quarterback. And so you have to be a giant being able to defend against defensive ends so you got to be quick and a giant like those guys would fuck people up in the ufc right like lebron james right. would fuck people up like you know 260 running like four four forties and like oh yeah so that's another one is sean strickland was talking about 
or at least another account was like Brandon Moreno versus like an NFL linebacker. And someone's yes. like Mike and then someone's like Micah Parsons would fuck up Brandon Moreno. And then people are like, no, I think Brandon Moreno wins. So I was actually thinking Micah Parsons, I think Micah Parsons can take Brandon Moreno. Or at least I don't know if Brandon Moreno how about this? The only path to victory for Brandon Moreno to me is if you get on his back and rear naked choke him. And I don't think that'll be easy. Okay. I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to do a poll with that question, but I wasn't sure which linebacker to pick. So I'm glad that you picked Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is 6'3", 245, 24 years old, and an absurd athlete. And Brandon Moreno is what? Let me look it up. 5'8", maybe 5'7". He's a taller flyweight. All right. Brandon Moreno is a little older. He's mm-hmm. 29 years old. He's 5'7". It okay. says he's 125, but that's not true. Let's say he's 155. Okay, still 100 pounds more and muscle. 90 pounds less. 90 pounds less. Let's okay, say. all muscle pretty much. So yes, it's going to be a rough go. I think Sean Strickland's point was good, but it's not like he wins 10 out of 10 times. I think sure. Moreno wins a few times. And people also brought up Roger Huerta, old school fighter. He fucked up a college football player, like a D1 college football player that outweighed him by like a hundred something pounds. Yeah. And like Huerta threw a couple fucking leg kicks that like broke the guy. Like, you know, yes. and then he fucked him up with punches. Like the guy had no idea what was going on. I don't know. I think Moreno, can Moreno take down Parsons? Could he? Maybe. If Pars, how can Parsons beat Moreno? Knock him out. But do you think Parsons is going to be able to punch Moreno in a way where Moreno is going to no, get I, hit? I, I think I think it'd be in the exchanges. So I think yes, it's it's a little bit more. It's a little less. Okay, how about this? I think yeah, Brandon is like rear naked choke or bust. Micah Parsons is catch him coming in or bust. See, I don't think it's rear naked choke or bust. I think, okay, Parsons is obviously a beast athlete. But if he doesn't have experience fighting, I think he gets tired by the third round. Yes, so tired can definitely be a factor, sure. I don't think Moreno's going to get tired. You're right. So, if, okay, if... These are the fights I want to see now. You know, know. we're talking circus fights. I'm like, this is what I want to see more than anything. This is a headliner for me. If it's a street fight, and I don't mean street like it has to be in the street, but I mean like semi no rules on canvas and no time limit, I slightly favor. Uh, okay, but that's Parsons. that's not what it would be. Okay, yeah. If okay, it was this, a okay, this was Sean Strickland talking, so who knows what he meant? But okay. Yeah, if it's a five round, if it's a five round UFC fight, I think I give the slight nod to Moreno. Because Moreno has the fight IQ, the experience. I think he could try to tire out Parsons. Okay, why has he got to be a five-rounder? I'm just assuming it's going to go the distance. Like, I don't see Moreno going. three-rounder? Okay, still, three-rounder. Three-rounder is a little bit close because Parsons is still a beast of an athlete. Yeah. So it's not like a regular strong guy off the street. That's another thing that annoys me about MMA is that some fights are five rounds versus three rounds, too. That's a weird thing, too. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, but I also don't want to see a lot of the undercard people fighting for five rounds. Like I don't care, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I yeah, of feel course, like sure. I'd rather do. all matches be three rounds, honestly. Or, yeah, I love kickboxing because it's three three minute rounds. It's so easy to watch. It's done. Yeah, it's quicker, dude. Twelve no, minutes so- done. 
not done in 11 minutes it's done some champions need and plus you need more time for grappling i i think moreno could get the fight to the ground i mean it's i think it's easier to take down a basketball player than a football player though so it's sure. hard yeah it's football players are so much tougher better athletes and they're used to tackling and knowing how to use their hips like a basketball player like if it was like i don't know it was like a six Jimmy butler three, yeah, Butler's a beast. Butler's taller than yeah. Butler's taller than Parsons, but I feel like it's an easier fight because I think he could like low single take him down and yep. yeah, do some shit to him. I love Butler though. But yeah. Same. All right. Five round fight. Who do you got your money on? Parsons or Moreno? MMA? MMA. One fight. One fight. I might lean Moreno. I I slightly, slightly. lean Moreno. Slightly, slightly lean. But that's also because I want to root for the smaller guy and I want to root for the... But if we're going in the actual street, I'm going Michael Parsons. Yes. If it's just a straight, tight fight, because I, I see Moreno's path being a little bit more tactical and he needs yes. to wear down Parsons Yes. and use his IQ rather than just making it a car crash. Now, Parsons could make it a car crash and then Moreno could catch the neck. Sure. In something sloppy. It Dude, I don't even know if you're going to so... guillotine a guy like Micah Parsons. His neck is huge, and he's just going to fucking hulk you over. Yeah, rip your arm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Brandon Moreno would have to gain some size. Like, it's just such a far reach in muscle. I mean, Greg Hardy was beating heavyweights, too. So, but Greg Hardy was training. Yeah. And not men, Hardy... too. He wasn't so good. And he's getting beat the fuck up in boxing right now, too. Now, yeah, now he is. It's caught up to him. But he was doing pretty decent when he first started. I mean, they were yeah, giving him right. some camp, But yeah. Moreno is a champion. But he's also versing other heavyweights. Yeah. So and I'm Michael saying Parsons that means he... is way more athletic than Greg Hardy. Yeah. And he'd be fighting a featherweight, but a champion. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. When people are like, oh, but it hasn't worked out well for, you know, Greg Hardy. I'm like, that's a different scenario. Greg Hardy's not as athletic and he's versing other guys that weigh 260. I don't know. I might lean Micah Parsons. It's tough. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's that easy of a pick. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do think that overall people underrate the level of athleticism, especially in some football players. I saw Tom Bahali, I think, was rolling with Henner Gracie. Mm -hmm. And in that like little role, because Henner's his teacher, like Henner was moving up, like the guy a lot. But also, like I feel like if there was punches thrown, that guy's smashing Henner. Like even though Henner's yeah, like, so people were bringing up like Brian Shaw and the Mountain after like when they rolled with guys like Gunnar Nelson and Dustin Poirier that it didn't fare well for those guys. And I'm like, yeah, that was just grappling and they were kind of being playful about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those guys turned it up. Like one, think of it like this, especially like, let's say just say Poirier because most people know him and Half Thor. I don't know if Poirier can even reach his head for a strike, that's the yeah. side. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it can only go good for him in grappling. So it's just, it's, it's those weird things. And again, like you're not going to arm bar a guy like that. You can only choke them. You're not going to limb lock those guys. They're just too strong. Their yeah, one limb yeah. is stronger than your whole body. Yeah. And to even go for some of those limb type submissions, you're putting yourself in a bad position where if you don't get it, like, do you really want to go for an arm bar and then end up on your back against fucking yeah. that giant motherfucker? Like, I mean, there are I don't some top side arm fighting. bars, but I still don't think you're getting it. Yeah, it's just, 
I don't think it's worth the risk of attempting it. Yeah. I'd only go for things where I stay on top and I could. So I do think those things manifest, but people were using those cases as examples of like, oh yeah, no way Brandon Moreno loses. And I'm like, oh, there's definitely a way. Yeah. I don't know. Once you throw punches in, I'm like rolling with this dude at the gym. He's also one of the newer guys, but he has like a a wrestling background Mm -hmm. and he's just fucking the densest motherfucker I've ever felt. And I was like, how'd you get so strong? Like, was it just from wrestling? And he's like, oh, I work at Lowe's. So I have to pick up things that are like 150 pounds, like a hundred times a day. (laughs) And I'm just like, holy fuck. Like when I touch his, like when we're rolling, I'm just like, mother fuck, you're so strong. Like 200 pounds, like 5'10" dense like the densest person i thought you were gonna say something like he works at lowe's in like the kitchen and bath department i'm like what you know (laughs) no he works in the construction but he's just lifting everything like he's just like that blue but he also wrestles and he used to wrestle and he watches wrestling that's a huge yeah he's been training now for like six months or something i got like a guillotine on him like two months ago and i was like i and i almost got one again and i know in a few months i'm never gonna get anything again like and he tapped me with this move. I watched the video. It wasn't even a move. He just squeezed my head. Like, oh, wow. And it, and and uh, I know what happened. A tap's a tap, man. Dude, no, I, I felt... At first, I was like, oh, this just hurts, but nothing's going to happen. But then I know when I'm almost going out, I hear like fluorescent buzzing in my ears. And I just heard buzzing. And then I was like, yo, I'm going to sleep and I tapped and then I looked at the video I was like one of my arms like hit the mat like you know like I was like right there being passed and then I was thinking in my head I was like if this guy was allowed to punch me there's no it doesn't matter grappling like you know like he's a black belt and I'm a white belt like you know like if there was that like so Mm -hmm. I don't know I think we forget that and so yeah if there's like I don't man I I think there's a lot of people that are running around with black belt athleticism that don't get credit for it because there are no belts. You know what I mean? Like we just look at the hierarchy of jujitsu because it has one. But if you look at the hierarchy of an NFL player, that's a world level black belt in strength and athleticism. That, that's if, what I'm saying. if you're looking at those key positions, of course, I'm not going to say that about a kicker or, you know what I mean? Sure. Exactly. But if you're a linebacker in the NFL, and yeah. you go onto any jujitsu mat, I think after one week, say you train seven days or say two weeks, just to be fair, okay. you're a purple belt. There's no way in two weeks you're not a purple belt. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah, you, you learn might basic, be. I, yeah, I don't think you're far off on this. Right? Like, if you learn basic defense, all right, you're, you're going to get some of these people. I, okay. In. I, I think they'll have the defense of it. I don't know about offensively, maybe. They'll, but they'll be able to pin you. They'll be able to pin most yes. people. So yeah. So if you're looking me, at like catch wrestling or MMA, yes, they're gonna beat you. So yeah, like to me, like maybe they might not pin you, but I think they will. Like two weeks, I think these world class athletes, like you said, they're black belt in athleticism. Two weeks of training. More than just a black belt, I think a black belt in athleticism would be like a college athlete. Do you know what I mean? These guys Close. are world class black belt. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say all college. I would say like Alabama. Ohio State, okay, Florida. Okay, that's what I meant. You're right. Yeah. Top, top, top level one. schools, sure. Yeah. But not all division one. Sure. But I'm just saying, yeah, these guys are going to be at the level where they shouldn't be rolling with white belts and blue belts. They should be rolling with just purple belts. Yeah. They're already at that level <clears throat> instantly. Yeah. 
I would love to see some of that too. And some of these people like retire. Some of the football players retire early at like 32, 33. If like they're like, all right, fuck it. I'm just gonna James Harrison, remember him, linebacker for yeah. the Steelers. It'll be awesome to see those guys get into grappling. There's no concussion risk, or at least very little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool to see what that athleticism could parlay into. They got beast hips. Ray Lewis was a D1 wrestler. Yeah. Like, or it was a high school state champion wrestler. Like, that would be awesome to see some of these people get in. I mean, a lot of the kids that come into our school, like from Poway High, you know, like they, they did wrestling or something. They often also did football or sometimes they did football first and then got into wrestling. But like, you can tell even like the people that just played football and didn't do wrestling still have like some good like wrestler tendencies that you wouldn't normally have. You, know? yeah, you got to get low. You got to get tackle. You got to know your hips. You got to not yeah, be they free. Understand, like, their center of gravity and sprawling and stuff like that without having to been taught it. Like they understand like popping their hips under their head for posture. Like they just, there's a lot of things that they do naturally. I'm like, oh, that's cool that you do that right away. Whenever I roll with somebody that's new, I always ask them, what sports have you played? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I learned. There was one kid, I swear, this kid was, moving so well and he just started and we're like yo you're moving really fucking well like he was knowing all these things i was like what if what have you played what sports did you play and he was like i was really active in badminton and like i was like i "I wonder if that helped him because he was just so quick and like strong like you know what i mean like is it just Mm. all athletics are good you know because you just know how to move and you got that competitive spirit and you got that iq there's mm-hmm. baseball players, like baseball players have good hips, you know, and like know mm-hmm. how to move quick and explode some things. I think we're just underestimating all sports sometimes. Yeah. Or I'm I like, do. yo, this guy is fucking good. Like, yeah, whatever. Thank God for training, because at least it makes me feel like semi-athletic a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm like, all right, I get to compete against some of these people. Sometimes I get frustrated, but at least like I feel like I'm near them. You know, even if I do get fucked up, like I'm like, okay, I'm in this world a little bit. Right. There's guys I train with, you know, I think for CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu and uh, there's some been CrossFit, there's been some CrossFit guys that have gotten really into Jiu-Jitsu. Like, I don't know if you know Jason Kalipa, he was a former CrossFit Games winner. He's a blue okay. belt in Jiu-Jitsu. He recently came to victory in San Diego. So he made some of the black belts to a CrossFit workout and they fucking died. And then Kalipa went onto the mat with them. And as you'd guess, Kalipa died, you know, so, <laughs> but it's cool to see that cross, but like, I'm in both worlds, right? Unlike a lot of other people. And so a lot of jujitsu guys will die in workouts because their technique is so good on the mat that they're not really like pushing themselves cardio wise, strength wise, because they're in the right place at the right time, right? Like how many black belts do you know are overweight? Yeah. It's because their technique allows them to be like, they're just so savvy, right? It's usually the most athletic people are like the white belts and blue belts. All right. And then what's weird about for me, like I'm in that like, realm of like a brown belt where it's like yeah I, most roles the person has way less experience than me right it's just not often i'm going to be able to get people my experience or better unless i like really like you know finagle i'm not gonna be able to walk into a class and expect that i'm the average right at this point so for me to push my cardio i have to do like crossfit right where for most other people crossfit like you only push your pace as hard as you can right in jujitsu the other person pushes your pace space. Like you're going to push at a pace that you just wouldn't push on your own. So on the lower levels, I'd say, yes, jujitsu is the better workout because you're just scrambling for life. 
Yes. But at the higher level, jujitsu is no longer the workout. Now you have to be doing like mm-hmm. something else. And people don't understand that until you like get to that realm. So it's just, it's just funny to see. But the other thing to point out about Jason Kalipa, which I found really interesting, you're a blue belt. Do you know what a Peruvian necktie is? Yeah, I never hit him, but I'm... Okay, but you know it. So like if you got yeah. hit with it, you would know what it was. Yeah. Okay, Kalipa had no idea, and I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, at blue belt, I would expect you to at least know what it is. Yeah. He was like, what was that? I've never seen anything like that before. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. I don't know. Well, also when it's being done to you, it's hard to see. Yeah, but like the the guy that hit it on a Miha said like, oh, that's a Peruvian necktie. He's like, I've never heard of that. And I was like, ah, blue belt. I feel like you kind of should. Like, I feel like a blue belt, you should have. You haven't seen everything, for sure. But you've seen like the major things. And a Peruvian necktie is not a major thing, but it's not a... But also trick submission. If he's only been to, if he's only trained at one school, because I just also realized lately, like one of the first jujitsu schools I went to, like we did a lot of De La Hiva. Uh And then I was like, oh yeah, I haven't done De La Hiva in a while. And then like, I realized, oh yeah, at this other school, we were doing a lot of this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I haven't been taking the back in a while. So maybe you just fall into a routine at his school, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I was just really surprised. Like Kalipa was getting caught and granted he's wrong with black belts. He's going to get caught like crazy, but I just expected a little bit more out of him. I don't know. Is Kalipa, was he like actually a blue belt or do you feel like he's better because he's like a black belt in fucking CrossFit? Like, yeah, maybe it is that. Is he better? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just expected more, but it's cool to see that people do cross train and even like, <laughs> The reluctant jujitsu guys doing crossfits like like they're dying. It's funny. I know I would be so pissed. Not pissed, but I would be dead. I'd be mm. like, "Fuck this exercising is tiring." But again, I do like the the crossovers from the sports, and I would like to see it more. And I do think that as you get better in jujitsu, you need more and more to push yourself in other realms. Yeah, I started going to the gym more with my girl. I'm trying to just do a little bit more because I noticed a little bit. Not that I'm good enough to not use strength, but yeah, there were some times where I was like, oh, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a workout the way the other ones were. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, I need to work out. Plus all these fucking monsters coming in. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I gotta work out. Just protect out yourself from injury too. The more dense your muscles are, yeah. the more dense your bones are, the more dense your ligaments are. You're, you're, you are protecting yourself from getting hurt. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that more. And you look better. And you look better. Yeah. <laughs> you look better. Ah, I know. I got to keep moving forward. I want to fucking, I want to get to a level where I feel like a purple and I where you feel can beat like, Craig? I think I can be Craig. <laughs> He's away in Europe right now. He still talks about, you know, like every now and again, your name will come up as his motivation. I'll talk. Yeah, I know. I love that. I talk to Greg <laughs> and I'll, and he'll, he thinks I would beat him. I'm like, I think it'd be close because he's faster and younger and stronger, but I think I have a, a better fight IQ and I do a little bit more jujitsu. So I think I would enjoy, like, I think I could do it, but mm-hmm. maybe I can't take him down. I don't know. Maybe I could, we'll see like the pro wrestling stuff he does helps him with base mm-hmm. things. I think it'd be a good fight. I think maybe it'd be we could set fight. something up for Greg's birthday or something. That'd be funny. Yeah. If he comes to Jersey, if he comes to New York or if somebody wants to fly me out there, Yeah, but I got a lot of fights lined up from that suggestion that we put out. Yes. I should have a couple too. Yep. I'm just waiting for Renta to come to fruition so I could promote something while getting 
beat up so then it's worth it but i want to start doing a lot of that and that's also kind of why i'm trying to train a little harder over the last few weeks i can't embarrass myself but everybody that wants to fight are fighters i didn't want to fight fighters i wanted to fight like bigger dudes that don't necessarily fight but maybe have some fight experience like fo- former football players or something our like society that. is so averse to fighting I said that off the get-go. That was like my initial thing. It's like, I don't think people are going to do it. Only the people that train. And that's fine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind. I thought more people would respond to me a little bit though, because I'm smaller. So I Maybe. thought they might be like, oh, like that's where I thought the evenness would come out where yeah. someone will be like, okay, a new has some training, but all right, I'm like a blue belt. I'm not some brown belt killer, you know? And yeah, I'm well, five, maybe you 10... should do like, like you've seen those videos. I mean, I posted one today actually of like the meow brother just sitting there with a hundred dollars. Like, hey, a hundred dollars if you could tap me and just random passerbys go. Maybe you can kind of just similarly do something like that. Yeah, but I'll set up and watch. It's like near fucking Henzo Gracie, New York City. I'm like, yeah. it's going <laughs> to be like eight of their purple belts. I got to give them 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it has to be people that don't necessarily train mm-hmm. to know the experience that like he here I am smaller than you and it could work out and enjoy. Like, you know, where if it's somebody that trains, then it's kind of like that's still cool that they're willing to manually work to Yeah, we should play. No, product. I it's yeah. all about it. But then the money that money and the game oh, yeah, aspect the money. behind it. Yeah, but you know, like a lot of those videos, it's like like you wouldn't have to carry multiple hundreds. You carry one hundred. You got beat once. It's done. <laughs> you you yeah, roll shop for the day. You're not gonna stay open. <laughs> that'd be a good video. The first the first one. It's just some guy comes. Yeah, that'd be really there. funny. And I think I'd still. And then I'm like, fuck. I just yeah. Like, <laughs> You'd pay a hundred bucks for those views, but you still get views. Yeah, maybe I'll just do like ten bucks. You know, tap me out or do this. You know, I don't like, know if people be- are gonna be willing to get down with someone, get sweat on them for ten bucks, but yeah. I'm a psycho like, man, I wish, even like the Meow brother, like if I walked past that, I was like, oh my God, I want to roll with you for sure. Yeah, exactly. You have to pay. Like, at, well, one, I probably wouldn't beat you, but I, I would just love the experience. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, maybe I'll do something like that. I'm trying to do like, I want to do weird, quirky shit that I could post both for the pod and Renta and stuff, mm-hmm. since we do have like people on Renta, like yourself offering private lessons. So mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I'm going to start doing some more fun shit like that too. just get the training. Because also when I think about it, like when I'm happy and I'm not like just going to the gym, like I just like I just love these people now. And I feel like I've loved all the people, pretty much all the people I've gone to and all the gyms I've gone to, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily like just this gym, even though I love this gym that I'm at Richmond County. It's just the community of you posted even that reel where that guy. Dude, goes, yeah. All right, I go once an hour. We all meet up. Some of us are fucking D1 wrestlers and some of us are dads. Yeah, instead of playing a basketball game every weekend, they just meet up and roll at one guy's house. It's just pure meditation. That's like my ultimate, like, yeah, circle. I know, it's so good. I've been posting a lot of shit too sometimes of like me training and like based on the fight stuff. Mm. And then sometimes I wonder, am I like, I don't want people to think I'm like trying hard or like coming off arrogant. Mm-hmm. really my main goal is that like i want people to be like if a new fucking can do this i should do this and i really right. think it's just fun like you know like that's my main thing absolutely and sometimes i wonder if i'm coming off cheesy like you know what i mean like i don't want people to think like i'm being arrogant like i want it to be like yo, if i could do it you could do it and this is just fun and you'll look better 
you feel better. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right, that's good. Thanks for listening, like always, guys. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.